Revelations, chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. This is where, and it's in your Bible too, if you have the red letter edition, where it's in red of Jesus spoke. What Jesus spoke here to John the Revelator, he was talking to the seven churches of Asia Minor. This particular church that I'm about to read about was the church at Ephesus. And the Bible said, Unto the angel of the Lord of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Here's what Jesus said. I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience. And how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not. And hast found them liars. And hast borne and hast patience. And for my name's sake hath labored. And hast not fainted. He said, I know that. The Lord said, I know all that. I know what you've done. But in verse 4 he says this, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember. Would everybody please say that word with me? Remember. He said, Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do thy first works. Or else... This is the consequences. He said, or else, I will come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. But this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolodians, which I also hate. And he said it again, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. To him that overcometh, Will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God? So this morning, I, I'm, I, I would love to be able to tell you that I've come with a brand new revelation and a brand new sermon and a brand new, but I, I, I don't. I just come with some old stuff to remind us in the very first of 2019 where we must be and what we must do. I preached last Sunday on Lord, we need a revival. If you weren't here, I would ask you to go buy the DVD or the CD that you may hear that because it is for this whole church. I preached on Wednesday when God whispers. And if you weren't here, we had a great crowd Wednesday night, but if you weren't here, you need to hear that. Because it's when God doesn't answer in the fire and the lightning and the wind and the earthquake. The Bible said He spoke in a still, small voice. And sometimes you've got to get close enough to God to hear Him whisper. Today I'm going to talk to you about this subject. Where? Everybody say, where is your love? You may be seated. I'm through entertaining you. I will not be an entertainer in 2019. 
thank you, but that is the honest truth. I'm not here to preach pretty sermons. I could care less about pretty sermons. I've been preaching since I was 18 years old. I'm 60, almost 6. So almost 48 years I've been preaching the Word of God. And many times we've, we've, we've got off course looking for that which would keep people's interest. Today I'm going to preach the unadulterated Word of God. And if it hits us, it hits us. If it doesn't, just say hallelujah and shout about it. There's several things I'm going to do, and at the end of my message today, we're going to take communion together. It's Communion Sunday. I love this Sunday. I love this this Sunday at the first of the year where we come together to take communion, and I'll say more about that in just a few moments. But I want to take you and show you what the Lord said into the church of Ephesus, mighty church. He said, I, I see. He said, I, I know what you've done. What we do does not escape the eye of God. He said, I know that you've worked and I know that you've labored. He said, I understand that. And he said, I know that you have patience. And I, I know that you have even turned on evil things. He said, you can't bear them which are evil. And he said, you've even tried those preachers that said they were apostles. And you have, you have looked at them and said they are not. And you have called them liars. That sounds much like the day that we live in. And again, he said, you've, you've borne and you've had patience. And for my name's sake, for my name's sake, you have labored. And you have not wearied and you have not fainted. You've done well. You've done good. You've done some wonderful things. But in essence, this is what he was saying in the next two verses. It has just become ordinary. And it has just become a routine for you. Do you understand today that in the church we can fall into routines. In our lives we fall into routines. I'm in a routine at home. I don't mind telling you that. I get up in the morning. I go through my routine just like you do. I, I grab my, my cup of coffee and I sit down in my recliner. My wife and I visit a few minutes before we go into a day's work. And, uh, and, and, and there's a routine in my life. Nothing wrong with routines. And we all have them. Don't act like you don't. There's certain things you do every day because it's just a routine to you. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. So that's good and nothing wrong with that. But he said, in your work and in your labor and all the things that you have judged wrong and all the patience that you've had, he said, nevertheless, i got a little something I want to talk to you about, Ephesus. But he, he said, because you... How he did not say lost your first love. He said you have left your first love. You, you somewhere in the past left how you started. You, you, and, and this I know is what he's talking about. He said you forgot. You forgot where you came from. You forgot what God done for you. You know, it's easy to get in routine living for God and just forget where we came from. How many of you in your mind today could go back and remember 
the degradation and the sin and the horror and the lifestyle you were living when God found you and picked you up and brought you out. You remember that? In this building today are all kind of testimonies. People that were, were addicts. People that were hooked on drugs and alcohol. People that were living illicit lifestyles. And, and when you come to God, He saved you. And He broke the chains that we're saying about today. And He did some things in your life that nobody, nothing else could ever do. And then we get to living for God and we get to, we get to going through our routine and we're at church on Wednesday and we're at church on Sunday and we go to this and we do that and, and, and it just becomes commonplace to us. But the Lord said, Ephesus, ah, you've left something. You've left something very dear and you've left something very vital. You've left your first love. You're not doing it anymore because you fell in love with me. You're doing it out of your routine because he said, remember, I had you to say that word with me. He said, you remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen. And he said, repent. You've got to remember where God dug you out of. You gotta remember how much God's done in your life. Is there anybody here that can glance over your shoulder today and say, Oh my Lord, how could I ever forget what God done for me? I was praying this morning and a song came to me. And so I just started praying the song. Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. Jesus, I'll never forget. No, never. Woo. Come here, Evan. Come here. Come here. Help me preach a little bit today. Now look, look, some of you don't know Everett. This is Everett Rogers. Everett, you know, when, when church starts, Everett's out in the aisle. Everett's kneeling right here. Some of you say, why don't he shut out? Because he don't have to shut out. Why don't he shut up? I'm going to show you why he don't shut up. You see, some of you were born and raised in this thing. Some of you got it out of inheritance. Some of you got it because your mama was a Pentecostal. Or your daddy was a Pentecostal. I want to, I want you, I want Everett, I told him this morning, so I'm going to use you a little bit, but I'm going to hold the microphone. And he ain't got long. Everett, tell him where you came from. I got it. I came from California. Uh, got hooked on drugs when my mama got, was beaten to death by my stepfather. I was 11 years old, going on 12, nowhere to go. I went to the streets, stayed in the street for 15 years. Oh, Lord, I slept on sidewalks, fought over cardboard to keep myself warm, broken cars and empty houses to, to keep myself warm, begged for money all day long. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I didn't know what to do. I was raggedy, stinking, and dirty. Didn't have no clothes. Didn't have nowhere to take no bath. And I was just starving out there. And one day I was downtown on Skid Row looking in a mirror where they have fine clothes and suits and shoes and wishing I could wear that someday. And I looked in and tears rolled down my face. For the first time I saw myself. And I turned around and I said, Lord, help me. And I got on a bus, 
And the bus brought me one row. Where I met that beautiful lady there. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. And my beautiful lady I met brought me to this church here. I don't have to sleep on the sidewalk no more. I don't have to eat out of trash cans no more. I don't have to beg for money no more. Oh, God, thank you. I'm telling you, God did this for me. I'm not an alcoholic no more. I'm not a drug addict no more. I'm not a liar, a schemer, a cheater. I'm not doing the sort of things I used to do. I have been delivered, and God sent me to this church to a beautiful pastor and his wife. And my brothers and sisters is in here now. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. See, you got to remember where you came from. Now, don't you ever say another word whenever Rogers gets up and falls down before Jesus here. Because if you had known me before I knew him, then you would know why I love him. Hallelujah. This is what this church is all about. This is what God is all about. You see, what I come to preach to you today is we need to fall in love with him again. We need to remember how far God picked us up. Thank God. God that He saved Everett Rogers, but there's another Everett Rogers out there. There's some more in this building, as a matter of fact. I don't know about you today, but I come to this service to fall in love with Jesus one more time. Sit down. Y'all ain't getting off that easy. Thank you, Everett. Man, that, that just that, that gives me fire. That lets me know this is real. God brought that man to this church, filled him with the Holy Ghost, baptized him in Jesus' name. His life is totally turned around. No more skid row. No more drugs. No more alcohol. You see, it's not hard to remember that. But ever, don't you ever, don't you ever forget where God brought you from. Don't you ever forget. Remember, he said, therefore from whence thou art fallen, and repent and do thy first works. Or else I'm going to come quickly and remove your candlestick out of his place. Except thou repent. Ladies and gentlemen, we need a baptism of the love of God today. I'm going to preach just like I did last Sunday. I'm going to preach my heart till I'm through. I don't have one note. I got some scriptures wrote down. I'm tired of notes. I'm tired of pretty sermons. I'm just going to preach to you today. But I want you to hear me and hear me well. In the Old Testament, David... David said this in First Chronicles. He was, he was getting ready for Solomon, his son, to build the temple. And, and, he, and he talked about it in, 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 in First Chronicles chapter 29. He said, Furthermore, David the king said unto the congregation, Solomon, my son, whom alone God hath chosen, is yet young and tender, and the work is great, for the palace is, is not for man, but for the Lord God. He said, David said this, Now I have prepared with all my might, with all my might, 
for the house of my God. The gold for the things to be made of gold. And the silver for the things of silver. And the brass for the things of brass. The iron for the things of iron. And wood for things of wood. Onyx stones and stones to be set. Glistering stones and of divers colors. And all manners of precious stones and marble stones in abundance. He was getting ready for Solomon to build what we know as Solomon's temple. But I want you to notice verse 3. He said, moreover, 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 because I have set my affection to the house of my God. Because I love the house of God. Because I love the kingdom of God. This is what Solomon said. Because I have set my affection. Go look it up. My love to the house of God. I have mine own proper good of gold and of silver, which I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house. You can keep reading in that chapter, but here's what I want you to see. David so loved God had so loved the house of God that he said, there's silver and there's gold and there's glistering stones and there's precious stones. There's wood and there's iron. There's all these things that are coming. But I, because I love God and because I love His house, I have given up my own proper good. I'm giving my own gold. I'm giving my own silver. I'm giving my own costly things to God. You see, ladies and gentlemen, I come to preach on a Sunday morning, if we could fall in love with Jesus, He not only owns our worship, He owns my heart. He gets all of my abilities. He gets all of my mind. He gets all of my soul. He owns my money. He owns my inheritance. He owns my future. When I fall in love with Jesus, I want to tell you, here's what the Bible said. Here's what the Bible said in Colossians 3 and 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection. Set your affection on things above. Not Leave that on that screen. Not on things of the earth. Oh, i got to work harder so I can get a better car. Okay, that's nothing wrong with that. But God first. Oh, I want my business to grow bigger. That's good. But God first. Oh, I want my family to prosper. We're going on a huge vacation. Nothing wrong with that. But God first. I've come to tell you that this church has to have a revival. If you want to talk about having a revival, it's when people get honest enough with yourself and with God to fall in love with Him. Till nothing precedes the kingdom of God. Nothing is above the kingdom of God. Nothing takes the place of the kingdom of God. 
of God. Paul said you have to set your affection on things above and not on this earth. you got to fall in love with Jesus. I don't expect you to run aisles or I don't expect you to jump up. I don't, I don't, I mean, really, I don't give a hoot. I'm going to preach today. My problem is, is we fell in love with the things of this earth. And we have not fell in love with Jesus in a long time. We can't be like the old boy was that his wife, and you heard my daddy tell it many times. His wife said, honey, I've been married to you 50 years, and you don't ever tell me you love me anymore. He said, I told you once, if anything changes, I'll let you know. That's not the way it works. That's just not the way it works. Every day we got to fall in love with Him. Every day we have to set our affection on Him. Every day we have to set our... God, You're first in my life. The church is first in my life. The things of God are first in my life. I don't care what comes or goes. Nothing is important but to me more than the church. Uh, I talked to someone just this week. They said, we're doing this, we're doing that, we're doing that. And I just felt it and I stopped him. I said, hey! I don't mean to be ugly, but you're going to be sorry. Why you say that, preacher? Because you've got everything, everything but God in your life. You've got everything going. Let me tell you about God. He can jerk the rug out from your feet in 30 seconds. Everything you got belongs to Him. Everything you have belongs to Him. You didn't get anything by yourself. You better remember where you came from. You better remember where God brought you from. You better set your affection on things above. You better put Him first in your life. You better get your priorities right. I've come to preach to you on a Sunday morning. Nothing precedes God or His kingdom. Nothing goes before God or His kingdom. Set your affection on Him. I can't answer for you, but I can answer for me. The church is the most important thing in my life. I don't say that lightly. My kids will tell you that. My wife will tell you that. The church is the most important thing in my life. Not because I work here, but because I love it. And I love his kingdom. Everybody with me today? Oh, we got plenty of time. Listen to me right now. Here's what Jesus said in Matthew about the kingdom of heaven. Listen. Matthew thirteen forty four. I'm not preaching anything that's not in the Bible today. Again, he said, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in a field. The which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth, and selleth all that he hath, and buys the whole field. Come on, let me just give you a glimpse today. It's like a farmer plowing, and the plow hits a treasure chest. And he says, oh my Goodness, look what I, opens it up and there's millions of dollars. He closes it back, buries it back up. 
And the Bible said he hid it. And for joy, he went and sold everything that he could sell to buy that piece of property. Because when you buy that piece of property, you get the millions of dollars. What Jesus said. He said the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure in a field. That when you find it, you go, you say, man, look what I found. This is awesome, man. So you just start selling everything else. and and that's, That's what Jesus likened it to. You see, the value of the kingdom to some people isn't that way. They're, the kingdom is last in line. I'll go to church if I feel like it. You don't do your job that way. I'll, I'll say I love you, Jesus, if I feel like it. You don't do your wife that way. I love that girl right there. I've been married to her almost 47 years. But I don't love her more than I love Jesus. She knows it and I know it. And she don't need to love me anymore and she loves Jesus. It's God first in my life. It's Him first in your life. It's, it's like that field. He didn't stop there. Watch what else He said. He said again. In other words, here's another one. The kingdom of heaven is likened to a merchant man seeking goodly pearls who when he had found one pearl. Everybody say one pearl. One pearl of great price. He went and sold everything he had to buy one pearl. He's a merchant of pearls. He knows pearls. He's got pearls by the scaboodles. He's got pearls everywhere. He's been looking for pearls a long time. But suddenly... He came upon that one pearl. He said, oh, oh, that's what I've been, that's what the kingdom of heaven looks like. Jesus said, that one pearl. He said, man, I've never seen a pearl like this. The value of that is unbelievable. I gotta have that. And the Bible said that he went and he sold every pearl he had to buy one pearl. That's what it was about, Everett. It's not in drugs. It's not in alcohol. It's not in loose living. It's not in illicit sex. It's not in all the things the world says it's in. The one pearl is the gospel. It's the kingdom. It's the church. It's what's valuable in your life. And yet, and yet, yet, if this is the church right here, I'm fixing to mess up, Toby. If this is the church right here, it ought to be front and center. It ought to be right here. It ought to be right there. My kids never woke up one time in their life, Eric Pearson, and said, Daddy, are we going to church today? That's not a question in my house. If it is in your house, you ought to be ashamed. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. I'm getting awful bold in my old age. Because here's what some of you have done. The church, oh yeah, we love the church. Church is good. Boy, we like it. We, We fellowship there. We have such a good time. But here's where the church is in my life. Let's go play ball. Let's go to Disney World. I don't care if you go to Disney World. That's good. Go to Disney World. I preach against Disney World. If you walk out here and say that, you're a fool. I, 
I don't like it, but you like it, and it's a good thing. I mean, I walked too much there. Too hot for me when I went. Let's go to the beach. It don't matter about the church. See, I remember, Brother Blue, you remember this? I hope you can hear me. Brother Blue, 90 years old now. Brother Blue, you remember when teachers were allowed to take two Sundays off a year? <laughs> That'd go over like a high hill tennis shoe in 2019. We got teachers that don't even show up on Wednesday night. They don't think that's important to show their kids they love God enough to come learn the Word of God. You don't, you're not fit to be a Sunday school teacher or kid life teacher if you can't attend the other services. I said it, and I ain't taking it back. I'll quit paying tithes. Go ahead. God will put somebody in your place. He always has. You ain't going to hurt me. You're going to go to hell over it. Y'all want me to preach or play tiddlywinks here? We didn't come play pickup sticks this morning. It's been a week of consecration. You want to get there? Fall in love with Jesus. Fall in love with Jesus. Don't let the Lord show up here on, in 2019 and say, I have somewhat against you, Christian life. Your preacher preaches that one God message. Oh, yeah. And you get on your feet and shout, mm-hmm. And you like the way he preached last week. Lord, send us revival. Woo, yeah, that was good. Yeah. You like to feel good. We got good singing, good music. Woo, hallelujah. That's all wonderful. He said, but I have somewhat against you. You don't love me like you used to love me. You left me somewhere along the way. I used to be first in your life. And now, he said, I'm not there anymore. You left your first love. I know you've done some good stuff. But God's not looking for good stuff. He's looking for hearts that love Him. mouse run across the ceiling tile. It's okay. If you're on the internet, I'm preaching to you too. You ought to be in church. Here's what Jesus said in Matthew 6. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt, where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through and steal. And this is the verse I want you to hear. Verse 21, it said, For where your treasure is, where your love is, there will your heart be also. Jesus said to His own people one time, I'm tired of you telling me that you love me with your mouth, but you are far from me with your heart. He said it. I didn't. He said, you are telling me that you love me, but you're not showing me that you love me. You're saying, if I ask every member of this church today and everybody in this congregation today, do you love Jesus? You'd say, oh, I love Him, Pastor. I love Him. Really? Really? Be careful because he said you're saying it, but you're not proving it. You're saying it, but you're not doing it. 
You are near me with your mouth, but you are far from me with your heart. I, I, I don't expect to get accolades today. I'm just going to get down to where the nitty gritty is. Folks, it ain't game time here. It ain't time to sit in the stance. It's time for somebody to get serious about God and the rapture of the church and being saved. Ladies and gentlemen, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. How long has it been since you said, I can't wait till Sunday. I can't wait to get to the house of God. I can't wait to fall in love with Him in the prayer room. I can't wait for my eyes hour of prayer. I can't wait for Wednesday night. I can't. Some of you are so educated that you become educated fools thinking that you don't need preaching. Thinking that you don't need Bible study. Thinking that you've been to church enough. Ladies and gentlemen, I am declaring on this one Sunday morning of 2019, we all need the house of God every time the doors are open. not the Kiwanis Club. This is not the Lions Club. This is not where you just come and fellowship with your friends and go home. This is the church of the living God. This is where people's souls are dangling in the balance. This is where it's heaven or hell. This is where you're saved or lost. This is what will make a difference in your life. If it'll get Everett off a skid row, it'll get you out of your junk. And it'll save you. And this is the most valuable thing that you have in your life. Let me hurry. Here's what Jesus said. He told a parable one time in Luke 12, and I'm hurrying today. He said, the Bible said in verse 16, He spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful. The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful. He, and, and he thought within himself. He said, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. He was blessed. He said, this will I do. I'll pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will bestow all my fruits and all my goods. And this is what I'm going to do, the rich man said. I'm just going to say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he. Notice this. Notice verse 21. So is he that layeth up treasures for himself. And is not, it didn't say you couldn't have a bank account. It didn't say you couldn't plan for retirement. It didn't say you couldn't get ready to, to take care of yourself in late life. It didn't say that. It just said this. So is he that layeth up treasures for himself and, everybody say and, 
is not rich toward God. Because let me tell you how this works. You ready? When you put God first, He takes care of the future. He takes care of the stuff in your life. He takes care of the things that you're worried about in life. I'm going to tell you, I'm standing as a living witness of the blessings of God. I'm standing here today as a living witness of the blessings of God. Can anybody here testify with me this morning? Listen before you stand and say anything. Before you wave your hand, listen to me. Can anybody testify with me this morning that if you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. But if you sow bountifully, you reap bountifully. And only you can determine the harvest in your life. Nobody can do it but you. You plant the seed and God gives the harvest. And that's the way it works. Is anybody a witness? Every year, for the last few years, I've taken a Sunday and I've preached on on giving. I'm not going to do that this year. This is my sermon on giving. As a matter of fact, I'm here to declare to this church today, thank you for, for what you do. But for those stragglers and those of you who think this church isn't important enough in your life to at least pay 10% as God has commanded us to do, then you will stand before God in judgment. And I don't care how many times you whoop and holler. I don't care. I'll smile at you, love you, pat you on the back, tell you I love you because I do. But I want to tell you I wouldn't be in your shoes for all the money in the world because I wouldn't stand before God, robbing God of what He demanded of us and, and saying, oh yeah, I went to Christian life. You know me, Jesus. Yeah. You know who I I went to Christian life. Danny Chance was my pastor. Yeah. I, matter of fact, I was involved there. I was in this ministry and that ministry and I I did this and I did that and I yeah yeah you know I am yeah watch out now because he said where your treasure is there will your heart be also and he said give give that's not a suggestion that's a commandment give and it shall be given unto you. Pressed down. Shaken together. Running over. Shall men give into your bosom. That's in the Bible. That's a scripture. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. He didn't say second. He didn't say third. Y'all gonna lie. You're not going to like me right now. I'm going to preach to you a little bit. He didn't say, as soon as you pay your light bill, give God the what's left over. He didn't say, feed all your dogs and cats and whatever you have left over, give a little bit to Jesus. He didn't say, go out to eat three times a month and if you've got anything left, bring it to the church. He didn't say take a vacation and then, you know, vacations are only fair. Take your kids somewhere. Let me tell you, if you've got a choice between Disneyland and 6680 Frontage Road, you better take 6680. I feel 
this this morning. I don't care what you like. I'm preaching Bible to you this morning. Our problem is we don't love God. We say we love God. We'll show up to His house. We'll even raise our hands. We'll even tell Him. But let me tell you what. There's more mentioned in the Scripture. I may have tore this one up. Is this okay? to hear what I got to say about this. But there's more in the Scripture about giving and about money than there is about heaven or hell. Jesus talked about it three times more in the New Testament than He did heaven or hell. It's an issue that we have to deal with. And I'm preaching to this church this morning. Listen to me right now. Somebody said, well, y'all don't give to the poor. That's hogwash. We give all the time. We give to missions by the thousands. We give to home missions. We give to farm missions. And we give to people in this city. And we give to causes. This church, this church supported almost 200 kids for Christmas this year. I don't want to hear you junk. Well, that's just so the preacher can get rich. Could I set the record straight? I don't get any more whatever you give. I take what I take and that's it. I'm not getting a dime more. But I want to tell you today, you're not looking at a money hungry preacher. You're looking at a preacher that's been blessed. I don't apologize for that. I continue to be blessed because I continue to bless Him. When you put God first in your life, let me tell you, He said, I'll open up. <laughs> I'll open up the windows of heaven. And He said, Eric, I will pour out on you a blessing that you can't even contain. It's pretty easy. If you make ten dollars, Donna, say, Woo, yes, sir. I'm giving my ten percent here. Here's a dollar, God. Here's a dollar. That's ten percent in case you don't know. Okay? Here's a dollar, Jesus. Yeah, woo, woo. Hallelujah. Here it is. So God blesses that. You get a little raise and then you make fifty dollars instead of ten. He said, well, that's not too bad. I'll give him five. Oh, yes, sir. Woo! Hallelujah! Five dollars. That's only ten percent. It's a pretty good bargain. Here it is, God. Ten percent. So God blesses. And suddenly you get a job where you're making a thousand a week. That church really needs that. I don't know if God really needs that. How much is that, Daryl? $100 a week. I don't know, Lord. He blessed you when he was making 10. He blessed you when he was making 50. Now he's blessed you to make 1,000. You going to quit now? 
Let me tell you something. You better, what you better do, you better pull it out and say, Woo, hallelujah. See, some of you think you got that job on your own. No, you didn't. God gave you that job. Oh, you kids, hear me. You got to learn this. You're the Mars church, you, you're today's church. You got to pay your tithes. If you work at Brookshire's or Burger King or Taco Bell, you got to pay your tithes. I know a man that started like that, little by little. Guess what? He got a million dollars. Anybody know what 10% of a million is? <laughs> you talk about hard to write a check. He said, ooh, ooh, I don't know if I can do that or not. Guess what? He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. I can call his name right now. He didn't. He said, I just, I just can't do that. You mean to tell me when you had 10, you give one? When you had 50, you get five? When you had, when you had 1,000, you give 100, but you can't give 100,000 when you get a million? See, I'm just, I'm, I'm way out there. But I, I, I know who, I could call his name right now. You know what? He's broken a hate right now. Pardon me. I'm going to say this and y'all ain't going to like it. But he ain't got a pot to pee in and a window to throw it out of. And he went from being a millionaire to nobody. You know why? You can't leave God out of your plans. I ain't making this up. God said that in His book. You want to argue about that? I'll debate with you all day long. I've had people leave here because I preached on ties. You better get your suitcase packed because I won't keep preaching because that's God's plan for the church. That's what God instituted into the church by His own will. And what I'm telling you on this Sunday morning, listen to me. If everybody in this church did what they ought to do and you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't put God on the back burner and say, yeah, you know what, but I got a birthday party. Yeah, but you know what? There's an anniversary coming up. Hey, Earlene, I'm going to tell you right now, if we don't pay our tithes, you ain't getting up for number 47. We're paying our tithes first. You mean you pay tithes? You better believe it. We all pay tithes. Brother Roy, do you pay tithes? It's in the book for ministers to pay just like it is for people in the church to pay. We all pay tithes. We all have to give to the kingdom of God. It's important to give to the kingdom of God. If you want to sow sparingly and have a bad crop, you go ahead. But I'm giving everything I can give because I want a big crop. Hallelujah. And when God blessed me last year with a 36-foot motor home that I dreamed of having all my life, let me tell you, I wish I had a picture. I'd throw it up on the screen for you. I'm as proud as a peacock. I ain't apologizing one time because God has blessed me. And I don't owe you, I don't, I don't owe you an explanation nor anybody else an explanation. I've come to tell you that I believe the Word of God. And when I love Him, and when I set my affection on Him, and when I start giving to Him, He gives it back. Let me pick this up before some of y'all broke ones want to come up here and take out instead of putting in. Man called me not long ago. He said, "Honey, this is." I said, "Can I tell you something?" 
Because he's always struggling. He's always struggling. I said, can I tell you something? He said, I'm poor you can't get away with it. You ain't never going to be blessed. And your business is always going to struggle. And you're going to always find yourself in trouble with money. Because you hadn't learned to treat God right yet. And that's just being a good pastor, whether you believe that or not. I got a receipt somewhere where Danny paid 10 cents out of the dollar. And he's still doing it. Thank you for teaching me that. I preach it every year. Don't act like it's something new. But here's my subject today. Falling in love with Jesus. You see, if you fell in love with Him like you ought to, you'd say, oh... I got to make sure the church is the kingdom of God's taken care of because that's my children's future. That's that's my house of worship. That's 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 important to me. That's where I'm going to be saved. That's where I'm going to find truth. That's where I'm going to be involved in the kingdom of God. Some of you started good, but you ain't, you're not finishing good. Where you at, ushers? Stand up all over this house. Get your stuff in your hand. Ain't never done it this way before. While I'm preaching, hand out those cards. It's seed Sunday. It's planting seed Sunday. You don't have to turn them in today. You can if you want to. On your card, I don't even have one. Bring me one, Daryl. Turn me up loud. Make sure everybody can hear me today. Planning for your future. This church note is $7,500 right at that a month. What we do every year is we try to take money. If we can cover our church note, then there's so much more we can do. We need some lights. It's dark when I step down here. We're trying to get lights up above the deal. We're trying to get three of our six movers are broke. Y'all want to be modern up to date? Give some money. I got the light man pricing stuff right now. We need some stuff over at Kid Life. We gotta have some lights over at Kid Life. They're redoing the backdrop. We gotta have lights over there. We gotta get it right. I don't want no second rate stuff around here. David didn't do that for the house of God in the Old Testament. I don't want any second rate stuff. I want it first rate. I want to do it right. In your hand, you're holding a little brochure that says planting. It's seed money. Everybody say seed money. This is above your tithes. This is above anything else that you give as far as offerings. This is just something that you dedicate to every year. This is not anything new. We've been doing this for years. And it helps us. My wife and I, my wife and I, we're going to take one day of the note of this, or one month of the note of this church. This year my pledge will be $7,500. This is beyond my tithes and offering. I'm still going to give what I normally give, but I'm giving one month. My wife and I are giving one month to this church. We're paying. So there's 11 more months for y'all to take care of. And if you love Him, and if you love His kingdom, it's not. this is not pressure. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You don't do anything in this world without giving. And if you're giving to everything else except the kingdom, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You need to be given into the house and the kingdom of God. I don't want anybody to walk out of here today and say, Pastors don't want us taking vacations. Look, this is not a cult. You don't have to come ask me when you're going somewhere. Please let me know because I like to know where the sheep's feeding at. 
at least send me a text. If I have to pastor by text, and if you're too embarrassed to tell me, we'll send somebody else to tell me. Y'all still love me? Oh, don't get mad now. We're about to take communion. You'll go to hell. Listen to me. This is important. Fill that out. When this service is over, if you've already filled it out, you can lay it right here on this, on this platform. You can lay it up here even when you come for communion. Just drop it right here. I'm telling you what I'm doing because I want you to know I'm, I'm leading this congregation. I'm not following. I'm not waiting to see how much you give. I'm giving $7,500 to this church this year. You say, preacher, that's easy for you to say. No, it's not. No easier than it is for you to say. Everybody can't do that. Some folks can do that. Some folks could write a check here today without a problem and walk out of here and say, my part's paid for this year. Some of you have to struggle. we got widow women every year that's, that, that put their name on the dotted line and say, I'm going to give this to this church. It's a commitment. Nobody's going to send the bill collector to you. Nobody's going to send you a reminder and say, hey, you hadn't paid up. Not going to happen. It's a faith commitment. It's stepping out by faith and saying, I want, to, I want to support the kingdom of God. I love God and I love His church. I love His church. I love the kingdom of God. I love what's happening here at Christian Life. I believe in my, in my church. I believe in what God's doing here. Ladies and gentlemen, could I tell you nothing will make you do that like falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. To whom much is given. Somebody finish that scripture for me. To whom much is given. Say it loud. Much is required. Could I read to you one more story quickly today and then we're going to take communion. Here's the story. It's found in Mark chapter 12 while you're pondering over those brochures. Here's Mark chapter 12 verse 28. One of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? Which is the first commandment at all? And Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments. The first is hero Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. And, this is linked to it, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. Remember where God brought you from. Fall in love with Him this morning. Your pocketbook goes with falling in love with Him. This church is blessed because we have people who give so liberally, and they love God. It's not how much you give. Listen to me. It's not how much you give. It's how much you have left over. 
because the widow gave only two mites. And Jesus said, guess what, boys? She gave more than all of you. Don't think you've done God a favor. Let me tell you about God. Look at me, everybody. Look at me right now. He owns the cattle of a thousand hills. The earth to Him is just a little footstool. And heaven is His throne. All the silver and all the gold in every mine, everywhere you look, it already belongs to Him. But the test of humanity is that when we get a little something, if we're willing to give it back to Him. That's the test of humanity to see where your love's at. Let me tell you something. I know. I know. I'm over. Look, we got too much to do today to get out here at 1130. But listen to me right now. And, and she knows I'm telling you the truth. One day years ago, we was driving through a little town, Faraday, Louisiana. Years ago, long before I came here, there's a pretty red van sitting there. One of those uh, carriage, carriage vans. Anybody remember that? Carriage van. Some of you old folks do, like me. My wife said, oh boy, I'd like to have that. Don't say that in front of me because I love you. Next morning, I moseyed back over to Faraday, Louisiana. Walked into the dealership said, I want that right there. You crazy, preacher. I might be, but I love that girl. If you don't love her like that, you ought to, sir. If you don't love him like that, you ought to. If he likes bacon, don't you go cook sausage. You cook bacon. You do things because you love people. Is that right? Am I right? Come on now. I'm just still preaching a little bit. You do things because you love people. So here I am, Jesus. I'm not a rich man. But here I am. I'm going to give everything I can to you first. If there's anything left over, I'll enjoy it. But here's what my assurance is, and I'm going to tell you this. Some of you don't, you don't believe me, but you've never tried it. That's why you don't believe me. You don't believe what I'm about to tell you. If you'd, if you'd follow the Word of God and do exactly what He commanded of you and live the way He told you to live and give the way, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen to you. He said, the windows of heaven's going to open. And he said, I am going to pour a blessing out on you you can't contain. I wish I had time this morning. I'd have people in this congregation recently that are givers, that are lovers of God, that put this church very number one in their life. And I wish I could show you and let them tell you what God's done in their life because they put God first. It's not a farce. It's not a fairy tale. It's not make belief. It's real. Love Him. You don't pay tithes, you shouldn't be teaching kids. If you don't pay tithes, you shouldn't be singing on the platform. If you don't pay tithes, you shouldn't be playing an instrument. If you don't pay tithes, you shouldn't be preaching. You don't love this church any more than that. You don't love this church enough. Sit down till you can learn to love the church and love God. And then move right on, brother. I'm not going to throw this one because I done messed up one. 
But I feel like chunking this microphone this morning. Falling in love with Jesus. It's the best thing I've ever done. You know why I love Him? Listen to me. I love Him because He loved me first. I love Him and I told Him this morning in my prayer, Lord Jesus, I don't even know how to tell you, but thank you for the cross. You, I wasn't even here, Lord, but you saw me. Ever, before you ever discovered America, the Lord saw you. He died for you. His blood was shed for you. And so today, here's what we're going to do on this second Sunday of 2019. 1 Corinthians 11, 20, 28. When you come together, therefore, into one place, this is not to eat the Lord's Supper. For in eating, everyone taketh before other his own supper, and one is hungry and another is drunken. What? Have ye not houses to eat and to drink in? Or despise ye the church of God and shame on them that have not? What shall I say unto you? Shall I praise you in this? I praise you not. For I, Paul said, have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which He was betrayed, He took bread, and when He had given thanks, He brake it, and He said, Take and eat, for this is My body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of Me. And after the same manner also, he took the cup. And when he had supped, he said, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye, as often as ye drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Now you know today's communion service. So here's what I want to tell you. When you fall in love with him, it's because you understand what he done for you. When you fall in love with him, it's because he loved you when you were unlovable. That's what the Bible said. We love him because he first loved us. So I'm preaching to you on a Sunday morning on this day. We're about to break the bread and take the cup. And we're going to bless it because it is the body and the blood symbolic of what Jesus done for us. We do it because we remember the cross of Calvary. We remember the blood He shed. Remember how much He loved us. Does anybody here believe that Jesus loves you today? Does anybody here believe that He died for you today? All over this house, will you stand with me now? Ushers, will you come and help me? This morning, we're going to take the body and the blood of Jesus. It is for strength for our journey. It is for the blessed hope that we have. It's communion and knowing that we are the bride of Christ. And we are the body of Jesus Christ. His body was broken. His blood was spilled. Everything that we have today is because of Calvary. Oh, 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 thank God for Calvary. So here's what we're going to do today. They can sing a chorus or Toby can just play however my wife feels. But, but let's, let's do this. This section come by Brother Darrell. This section by Brother, Brother Dotre. Come from the balcony and right over here to Brother Darrell. Do the same thing on this side. We have plenty of help here today. We want everybody to take a cup. There's a little place you tear off on top. There's a piece of unleavened bread there. We want you to take the cup and the bread and hold it 
until we all get back to our places and we will take communion together and and remember the body and the blood of Jesus. If you want to come by while you're coming and lay your commitment card, it's fine. Or you can do it after church, whatever you want to do. But while they sing, will you come down quickly? Let's make this very quickly. Very quickly. David, would you start right here? Just start right there. Doris, right there. Everett, right there, the next row. Just do it that way. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Very quickly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
of the second Sunday of 2019 we as a church are about to remember the body and the blood the sacrifice of Calvary we stand in your holy presence what a magnificent God you are you have never changed you're the same yesterday, today and forever and so today we stand to say thank you and what we're doing is more than a ritual Oh, Lord, we take it very serious when we partake today of this body and this blood. We take it literal today. Bless the bread as we take it in just a moment. And bless the the fruit of the vine, the juice, as we drink it in symbolic of your blood. I pray, Jesus, that you would bless it in the name that is above every name. Give this church great strength and great power. And everybody in this room said in Jesus' name. At this time, we'll partake of the bread which symbols the body of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now that you have taken of the bread, we will drink of the cup which is symbolic of the blood that Jesus shed for us at Calvary. Remember Him when you drink today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would somebody lift your hands today and give God some praise for Calvary. 
Would somebody lift your voices today and give God praise for the cross? Praise for the sacrifice today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Renewing, restoring, saving, and healing. Put your hands up all over this room today. We ought to to give God the praise we know Him right now. We ought to give God the praise we right now. Focus prayer where we all pray for the same thing. In your prayer this week and next week, I want you to get somewhere and I want you to pray this prayer. Lord, help me to fall in love with you again. Help me to go back to my first love. Somewhere I left it, but I want to go back. And I want to fall in love with you again. When you do, I won't have to preach about giving. I won't have to preach about prayer rooms. I won't have to. Pre- I won't have to preach any of that to you. When you get that, when you fall in love with Him, you'll give, you'll pray, you'll read the Word, you'll be at the house of God, you'll be involved in His kingdom. I love you. I hope you take my preaching well. I love you. God bless you. Have a great week. Wednesday night prayer. Wednesday night Bible study. Be here.